there are some things in the Old Testament that I think we need to keep in proper context. So, for instance, um, the God, so let's say, let's go back to Abraham. Um, and I think it's Genesis 17, you have this scene where God and Abraham have this meeting. <laughs> and Abraham, and God tells Abraham, Abraham, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going, this outcry from Sodom and Gomorrah has become so great. I'm going to go see if what I've heard is true. And if it is, I'm going to wipe them out. And Abraham starts this long debate session with God. God, don't do that. Why would you do that? If you do that, you're not going to be seen as a loving God. What if there's 50 people there? What if there's 40? What if there's 30? And there's this intense bargaining session down to 10 or 15 or something. So even in these stories you have, and in that story, you clearly have this word, and God changed his mind about what he threatened. The same wording happens when Jonah. Jonah, go tell him in 40 days I'm going to wipe out Nineveh. And Jonah goes, well, Jonah had to be convinced. But once he goes and says, God's going to wipe you out in 40 days, Nineveh repents and goes, oh, my goodness, we need to be obedient. And that same word is used, God changed his mind about what he had threatened to do to Nineveh. Um, Saul and the Amalekites. Um, in the story, God said, wipe out all the Amalekites. Saul doesn't. His kingdom gets taken away. And then other people, it says, go in and wipe out the Amalekites. But then later in the Old Testament, we see the, see the Amalekites again. So it should lead us to a couple different things. First, some of the God is always being pulled away in relation to what humanity does. Secondly, even in these odd stories like Saul and the Amalekites, maybe there's something else going on. Like maybe they're trying to the whole lesson in that was not what happened to the Amalekites. The lesson was why did Saul lose his kingdom? And Saul was disobedient. And hundreds of years later, when they wrote the story about what happened to Saul, you know, I'm not sure the fate of the Amalekites was very high because later in the Old Testament, you still have the Amalekites hanging around. So there's tension there. Maybe that story's not exactly, maybe all the Amalekites didn't get wiped out. Maybe this was something localized and, we're not in touch with that culture enough. Um, but I think that there is a God that even then, even, you know, is, is always willing to preserve the remnant in um, Sodom and Gomorrah, is willing to work with a family, is willing to keep showing grace to Jacob, even as he deceives Esau, is always going down the line, always works through a prostitute, Rahab, always takes care of Esther. You have this... Um, this faithful remnant that's referred to in Isaiah and Jeremiah, and 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 you always have this idea of, of humanity falls away, we get sent into exile, and then God always restores and redeemed. And so it's not this destruction. He's always ready and willing to meet those who want to follow him. Um even in a story like the Amalekites in the Old Testament, one of the reasons why they're being judged is because, well, they they laid in wait and killed the Israeli women and children when they're wandering in the desert out of Egypt and burning the crops. And, um, and so this was in relation to something that was done over and over and over again. So yes, there's a God who wants to, who wants to say, these are my people and I'm going to fight for my people. 
But there's also a God who's willing to redeem even Israel's enemy. And by the way, after Nineveh turns things around, Jonah's mad and says, God, why would you do this? I knew I I knew that if you sent me here, that they would repent and you would relent and not destroy them like I want you, like I want you to. And so even in the Old Testament, God was disappointing even his own people because he wasn't wiping them out like they wanted him to. So I think sometimes we overdo the one part of the God in the Old Testament at the expense of the God who's always redeeming, always working, even with a few people, and always willing to change his action just if people would respond. So I think we need to keep those things in tension. Thank you for joining me in this segment of the Free Mike Podcast. You can catch the full episode in Rumble, Minds.com, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you enjoy my content, please consider leaving a like, Rumble, or subscribe for future content.